spreading Cajun across the nation, pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin Review, made by the fans for the fans. Cajun Nation, happy March 1st. Welcome to Region Review. Matt Miguez, I am your host. Jerry Abair is my co-host. You know, there, there's a lot to talk about today. You got baseball winning four out of five last week. You got softball taking care of business, winning three out of five, four out of six, excuse me, four out of six last week. Women's basketball. Sunbelt Conference champions for the first time in program history. Men's basketball getting a bye in the Sunbelt Conference tournament. And oh yeah, there's a football schedule to talk about. Once again, welcome to Rage Interview. Matt Miguez, Jerry Bear with me. Jerry, happy March 1st. Happy Monday. How are you, sir? Hey, happy March 1st. And, uh, Happy Monday to Cajun Nation and lots going on right now. Very exciting time to be involved and follow Raging Cajun Athletics. I mean, from, you know, all the way from the top down, football. We're going to talk about the football schedule in a second. The men's and women's basketball, March Madness has arrived. You know, all the way to the Diamond Sports. Both teams, you got one team in the top 25. You got the other one knocking on the top 25 door. To which one poll? Uh, we'll talk about it later, has the Cajun baseball team at number 24. So we're getting back to where, as as Coach Deggs talked about in his opening press conference uh, about a year and a half ago, get back into the business of raising Cajun baseball, the baseball that we know and love. So lots to talk about. Looking forward to hanging out with you for a little bit today, uh, Matt, and uh, kind of familiarizing ourselves with all the events going on uh, with Cajun athletics. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the football schedule dropped about 20 minutes ago at 2 o'clock. Uh, we're, we're sitting here about 2.20 on a Monday afternoon recording this for you guys. You know, Jerry, let's just go ahead and dive right into this football schedule. Um, it's it's a it's a meaty one uh, for sure. It's definitely got some, some competition, you know, right off the bat. You know, you start September 4th, the Saturday of Labor Day weekend, traveling to Austin, Texas to take on Steve Sarkeesian, and the Texas Longhorns, you know, that'll just be a downright gritty football game. You know, that that's two teams well, gonna, that just want to get after it. Yeah, it's going to be a challenging game. Obviously, you go to Texas, it's never easy. Um, but for the first time, probably ever, um, we're going in with the perception that we can win. And, and, you know, every game, you know, obviously every game, you know, you, you always think you can win, but the reality is, is we have a legitimate shot to go to Austin and win. And I know the football team's mindset is they're going to go and they're expected to win, just like they did last year in Ames uh, up against uh, a good Iowa State team. So should be a lot of fun. Labor Day weekend should be a good opportunity for Cajun Nation to make the drive down to Austin. And Austin's always a fun city. So uh, hopefully these uh, COVID numbers get better to where they'll allow people uh, around the area and should be a fun trip to uh, get away for a few days and enjoy uh, the opening of football season. Yeah, and then the next weekend, the Cajuns come home to the friendly confines of Cajun Field, where on the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks, they will host Nichols State. Now, you know, like I said, the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attack, 
your home opener. If I'm Billy Napier, you got to rock some patriotic uniforms for this game. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. You, you got to come up with some kind of patriotic uniform. You know, whether whether you wear your regular red and the white numbers or the American flag or the decal on the helmets, the American, something. Some way, somehow, Ooh. you got to tie the flag into this game. That would sound really cool. So I'm all about that, B- Billy. I know I know you listen occasionally, but uh, get on get your equipment guys on that. <laughs> and it should be a lot of fun. This is a game that you, you don't want to overlook. Um, no, you Nichols know, you is a not, good team. This is not your your mom or dad's Nichols State Colonels. This team, uh, of course, headed by former Raging Cajun uh, secondary and linebacker coach Tim Rebo. Uh, what Coach Rebo has done down there has been outstanding. He took a team that could barely win a game and has put them in the playoffs numerous times. He's won a few conference championships in the Southland down there, and he has built a machine down in Thibodeau. So this isn't one of those easy, oh, we're, you know, this FCS school, we're going to get the win. Um, it's going to be very challenging, but it should be a fun early challenge for our guys to get their feet wet and prepare themselves for the rest of the season. And then the following Saturday on September 18th, uh, we host Ohio here at Cajun Field the night before. You and I might have to take good old Russ Eisenstein out for some good old Cajun food. Absolutely, man. I'll be texting Russ soon about that now that the schedule's out. Of course, Russ Eisenstein, the play-by-play man of the Ohio Bobcats, uh, or should we say the voice of the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, he's a good friend of ours, a good friend of the pod, and, um, and we're looking forward to the Ohio Bobcats coming to town, a very good, respectable G5 program out of the MAC conference. They're a team that um, is very, very competitive. Of course, Frank Solich down there has uh, built a, a, a very respectable program that has uh, competed for conference championships. They've, they've won multiple uh, bowl games, and uh, they're, they're definitely never an easy matchup. So they will be a challenge, and it should be a good one. The following Saturday on September 25th, we dive into Sunbelt Conference play as we head down to Statesboro, Georgia, and Paulson Stadium to play the Eagles of Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, this team kind of came into its own late in the year this past year, getting shy words back uh, and demolishing Louisiana Tech in the New Orleans Bowl. You know, shy words is using his last year of eligibility and going to Louisville under former App State coach Scott Satterfield so it'll be interesting to see what the Eagles do at the quarterback position here in 2021. Not an easy team to play. They've always been a challenge. You know, every game comes down to the wire against them. And uh, going on the road to Statesboro, you know, they're very well known. They have that home field advantage down there at Paulson Stadium. So uh, it won't be easy. Uh, it'll be an early challenge for the conference, for a conference, early conference matchup. And, um, the, you know, the Cajuns, as always, they're going to have to bring their A game against a good Georgia Southern team. Uh, no shy work helps a little bit, but with that offense, it's almost like the next man up for quarterback. So no telling what they'll have in the quarterback position, but I expect them to be pretty, pretty fierce on the offensive side of the football. And, um, you know, are going to have to learn how to stop that powerful triple option offense that they like to run so, so much. Yeah, th- th- there's no question about it. Georgia Southern's offense, definitely a difficult one to prepare for. All right, Jerry, October 2nd. Hancock-Whitney Stadium, Mobile, Alabama. The Cajuns will travel to play the Jaguars of South Alabama. This is a trip I'm looking forward to making, A, because it's a short trip. You know, takes, what, four hours to get to Mobile. But secondly, I don't know about you, I am a fan 
of well-done football stadiums. And well, compared to what they compared to what they played in recently, well, right? Uh, yeah, this is uh, a huge and, and th- this one. Program. This one is very well done. So I need I need to see it in person. Yeah, and and you know we've taken the trip a few times. Uh, my wife and I we've gone down for a few UL uh, Southbound matchups, and you know, Lad Peoples, it's you know of course it's home of the home to the Senior Bowl, and they've had the a few bowl games being played there in the past, but. It doesn't. I don't think the quality of that stadium touches what uh, Hancock Whitney Stadium has to offer. You know, it's on campus. It's close to where the students can show up. The fans have something to be proud of. And you know, that football stadium was long overdue. And I think that football stadium with a new football coach is going to move South Alabama's program forward and turn them into some fierce competitors in the very, very near future. Yeah, new coach Kane Walmack, the former defensive coordinator at the University of Indiana looking primed to lead that program. You know, now we get into the heart of the Sunbelt schedule, and, of course, that means midweek games. Uh, The first one, October 12th, it is a Tuesday night. We will be at home at Cajun Field to host the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. You know, this one's always been interesting because, you know, we've never beaten them at Cajun Field. Uh, you know, we just beat them for the first time at the end of this past season. So, you know, on paper, this game might be one of the most intriguing of the 2021 season. Well, I mean, if you think about it, outside of last season where we couldn't play the conference championship either. I mean, the last two conference championship matchups, the only two conference championship matchups have been between Louisiana and, and Appalachian State. Um, and also, too, you know, regardless of what App State has, they always have. They've always been a respectable winning program that um, always always brings up a challenge for us, regardless of wins or losses. Um, every game has been very. It's come down to you know one or two plays, especially these last couple of seasons that we faced each other, and um, it should be a big, a lot of fun, really. Uh, I know, you know, they're getting a new quarterback this season. Uh, they got a new few few guys that they've lost, but, you know, in that system that they run, um, you know, they just reload every year. And, of course, I know um, they'll have their guys ready to come down and and uh, it'll be another just gritty, gritty matchup. I'm expecting expecting it to get very, very uh, down in the trenches and it should be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to attending a game that looks like, once again, uh, the matchup set up to uh, come down to one or two plays that can determine the outcome of that game. Yeah, App State looking very promising at the quarterback position with Trevor Lawrence's former backup, Chase Bryce, being their starter here in 2021. The next week on Thursday, October 21st, we will go to Jonesboro, Arkansas to play Arkansas State. You know, this has always been another interesting one because for a long time, this game decided the West. But recently, the last couple of years, Louisiana seems to just have Arkansas State's number. Yeah, it's been odd because the games have been so close, but the Cajuns have seemed to take care of business against Arkansas State. I mean, if you really think about it, the Cajuns have won, I believe, the last four out of five matchups, uh, two of which, no, uh, I believe it was, yeah, one of those games being up in up in Jonesboro. And, um, but no, two, I think we've won, no, we won 19 and, yeah, and 2019, yeah, won yeah, 2019 and 20. they won up there, 19 and 20. But, um, you know, one thing about Arkansas State, they've only beaten 
the Cajuns one time at Cajun Field um, in 2012, one time in 25, 26 seasons. So, yeah, it's going to be, you know, I, they, they've gotten their number, but of course, Arkansas State, new head football coach, you know, Blake Anderson took the job at Utah State. I believe it's uh, Butch Davis is the, uh, Butch Jones, I'm sorry, Butch Jones is the coach now at Arkansas State. And of course, we know his history at Tennessee, and he's won at a few other schools uh, as well. And, um, you know, I'm sure he's got a, He's got a machine ready to go in Jonesboro, so they'll they'll always be a challenge. They they're kind of our, I would say they're they're more of a bigger rival um, than than ULM would be, just because of the implications of every matchup that we play them in. Like you said, it was always for the West. So once again, you go up there on the road. Uh, it's always a challenge up in Jonesboro. Should be a lot of fun, and um, hopefully the Cajuns could come out with another victory there for uh, for the second straight time uh, heading down there uh, on the road. Halloween weekend, October 30th, uh, you know, this kind of seems to be the norm in our schedule for the Halloween weekend. We will host Texas State here in Lafayette. And, you know, Texas State, they they kind of came into their own last year. You know, their their record didn't show it, but you look at their you looked at their games last year, they had three or four games that were a touchdown or less and could have gone either way. Uh, under Jake Spavital with, you know, Brady McBride at quarterback, this team, this team could be one to watch in 2021. Yeah, they're always one one or two plays away, man. They, they, they're getting there. It's baby steps. I think Jake Spavitol is building something special there. But I think, once again, it's going to take them a little bit longer to find that niche. And I just think the Cajuns are going to be just too much for them this season. Now, granted, you know, it's a long ways away. Um, and, of course, there's you know injuries and, and other type of circumstances that can determine that. But hopefully the Cajuns can make it nine in a row at home. Most likely, I'm willing to bet that will be the homecoming weekend. So, um, yeah, hopefully uh, we have a big crowd at Cajun Field, barring you know the COVID numbers, and uh, they get the job done for the ninth straight time against a pretty scrappy Texas State team. I think they're, they're getting there, but they're, I don't think they're quite there yet. We'll see this year. Five days later on a Thursday night, another midweek home game. This time, Quad Brown and head coach Sean Elliott of Georgia State come to the friendly confines for a what's probably going to be an ESPN broadcast. Uh, you know, Quad Brown had a magnificent freshman year, and uh, he's looking to build on that in 2021. Fantastic freshman year. Close. Good enough to where he almost beat us. Uh, that second game of the, our second game of the season, and um, I think they're they you know they they had some they showed a lot of promise this year, um, but I don't know, man. They they you know the games have been close, but we've been able to take care of business every time we face them, and hopefully we keep that going. Because uh, I'll be honest with you, after this game, uh, that last three game stretch may not look difficult, but it will be a challenge to try to you know finish off the season strong with. Um, Troy, Liberty, and ULM, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, you know, October, I'm sorry, November 13th, we will go to Troy, Alabama. Uh, you know, Troy's been a team that's been consistently inconsistent. Uh, you know, one year they look like they can contend for the East, and then the next year they play like they don't even belong in the Sun Belt. You know, what, 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 what team shows up in 2021? Yeah, also, too, we've only won twice down there. Uh, down in Troy. Uh, it's a tough place to win at. And, um, you know, you just, like you said, they're Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You don't know which team is going to show up. You know, is the team that we beat 53-3 to going to show up? Or is the team that had to basically have Coastal claw their way to a win last year 
going to show up. We don't know. And so um, it'll be a challenge. Um, and hopefully, once again, barring injuries, barring circumstances, Cajuns can go down there and get the win and uh, notch another Sun Belt win on their, on their record column. You see, this second-to-last game of the year, I'm incredibly excited about. November 20th, Billy Napier will bring his troops to Lynchburg, Virginia to play at Liberty. You know, Malik Willis, Hugh Freeze, uh, they beat Coastal in in the Cure Bowl this past year. Um, you know, this is a team that for a long time, people have said that need to join the Sun Belt. So, I mean, in the next couple of years, Jerry, could this be a conference game? Not sure. Not sure. All I know is Liberty cracked the top 25 last season and uh, <laughs> to a lot of Cajun fans enjoyment gave us a little bit of a late Christmas gift when they blocked that field goal against Coastal in that ball, in the uh, Cure Bowl. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think, um, you know, they, they're, they are a very fierce competitive team. Uh, Hugh Freeze has built something very special down there. Um, and it's not an easy place to play at. And uh, they've got a lot of talent. They got a bunch of Juco transfers that have really uh, made name for themselves. And it's going to be, it's going to be, a t- it's going to be a very tough game. Um, you know, we'll see what happens, but um, I'm looking forward to that challenge. And that's going to be actually, it's, going to be like a preview of a postseason matchup if you ask me i think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch yeah absolutely and then as usual thanksgiving weekend two days after thanksgiving day we will be at home at cajun field to host the warhawks of louisiana monroe you know this is always a game it again like you said dr jekyll mr hyde you know is it going to be a three-point game are we going to depend on a field goal miss or are we going to hang 70 on them? Well, I'll say this. Um, since the Cajuns um, have been playing ULM at Cajun Field, I can't say that every time the Cajuns have beaten ULM at home, they have not won by double digits in almost, I believe, 30 years or over 30 years. Um, so every game that has been played – now it's weird because they go to Monroe and you would think the Cajuns are the home team by the way they play. Just look at last season. 70 to 20, right? In Malone Stadium at their house on their senior day. They come to Lafayette two years ago. Their kicker has to miss a field goal to lose by one to a team with Louisiana that's trying to get to 10 wins for the first time in school history. So you don't know what you're going to get with them. Um, of course, because it's just because of uh, you know the, the, the track record, um, it, it'll probably come down to a touchdown again or less, you know, knowing how we faced them at home. For some reason, it seems like ULM is a lot more comfortable playing at the Cajun Field than they are at their own home stadium. So I expect that game to be very close once again just because of that fact. Uh, until that changes, I'm going to stick with the fact that, you know, I think the Cajuns are going to win, but I think they're going to win by three or four points. I think it's going to be very close. And that is your 2021 Louisiana Region Cajun football schedule. Guys, do us a favor. Head to Twitter. Uh, you know, DM us. Comment on the post about the football schedule, whatever. Tell us how many wins you think the program is going to get in 2021. You know, I, I'm leaning I'm leaning towards nine to ten this season. Um, you know, I think I think it's a very comfortable schedule, especially conference wise. Um, you know, Texas will obviously be a challenge. I think Ohio will be a challenge. Liberty will be a challenge. And you know, in in conference, App State, Georgia State, Georgia Southern. I think are teams that can give us a game, but you know, outside of that, I think the schedule is pretty winnable for the Cajuns. So again, like I said, nine to ten 
is my prediction. Jerry, what do you think? Yeah, so um, I'd probably have to say anywhere from 9 to 10. I think I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat as you, Matt. Uh, when you really think about it, this is probably one of our tougher schedules. Um, you know, you go to Texas, you go to Liberty, two teams that are top, you know, have the potential to be a top 25. You got App State at home, which is never easy. You got Ohio, who usually is pretty competitive in the MAC. They're usually a top in the top upper echelon of their conference. Um, and then you've got even Nichols, man. Even Nichols is not an easy team to to face. Uh, even being the fact that they're F- FCS, uh, they're one of those teams that can sneak up on you as an FBS and or sneak up on an FBS and beat you. So. I think this is one of the tougher schedules we had over the past couple seasons, but I do think that, as I've said for every matchup, barring injuries or circumstances, I think this team can win nine or ten games. Um, but I don't like to overly predict it. I like to be real. I'd probably go, yeah, a nine or ten, and 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 uh, probably another shot at the at the at the uh, Sun Belt West. I, I do think that uh, we'll win the West and, and put ourselves in position to uh, win a conference championship and give it another shot. Yeah definitely going to play for the conference championship in my opinion uh for the fourth time in program history uh for fourth time since the inception of the conference championship game uh, and little hint there's only been four sunbelt conference championship games right exactly yeah but uh you know jerry football obviously we're still a good five months away from from the heart of football so uh Let's get into basketball now, and you know, obviously, we'll start with the women. Uh, for the first time in program history, Gary Broadhead has led his women's basketball program to an outright regular season Sunbelt Conference title. Man, I, I can't tell you how happy I am for Coach Gary Broadhead, his staff, and the, and the, the girls' basketball team. These, these these young women have have fought so hard all season long. They faced adversity early on. And over the past few years, they faced some adversity with injuries and things like that. And just to kind of turn it around this year and, and go on this 13-game win streak and top it off with a with a conference championship is just something that's so special. And, and just to let people know, because of the regular season conference championship, uh, in spite of what happened in the Sunbelt Tournament, they are automatically they automatically get a bid to the uh, women's NIT. So if somehow, now knock on wood, I hope this doesn't happen. But if somehow they can't win it all in the conference tournament, they automatically I mean, go to the God, women's the, NIT. The WNIT. That's I mean, people want to knock on the NIT all they want. That's an accomplishment. Look, either look. That's the goals I've always had for basketball: the tournament, and, and both men and women. The tournament, the, the dance. At the NIT, and they've and, and it looks like they've accomplished at least one of the two. Now, of course, I would love to see uh, oh, Coach how, Gary and the how girls. How cool would that be? I mean, granted, yeah. they, they'd probably play somebody like UConn, but I mean, you made the dance. Hey, you're in. You're yeah. in. You're on a bracket, man. You're on a bracket. You're playing on national TV. You're in. So, um, you know, I just hope uh, the, the 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 women's basketball team can take care of business this week and. If they do what they've been doing for the past month, hey, they got a sh- they're in. They got a shot at the at the big dance. So, uh, congratulations, Coach Gary. I, I saw the celebrations. I'm so happy uh, seeing those celebrations. Getting to see Coach Broadhead and his staff and the girls cut the net. Um, it was just something. It was so special, and, and I'm just so happy for them. And uh, they have every right to celebrate. And uh, as as a fan, uh, I think all of Cajun Nation is proud of uh, of Coach Gary Broadhead, his staff, and the women's basketball team. And we wish them the best of luck. Um, this week uh, in Pensacola. Go, 
bring us bring us home another another championship and, and a berth in the dance. The Cajuns finish the regular season 14 and 5, 13 and 1 in the Sun Belt Conference, and of course, like we said, a 13 game winning streak. Um, so, you know, we'll help you out with the math real quick. They started the season one and five. Yeah. Before they won their last 13 to be the regular season Sun Belt Conference champions. Uh, like, like you said, huge, huge congratulations to Jerry, Gary Broadhead, his staff, his players, you know, just a, a remarkable accomplishment. Their first game of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament in Pensacola will be Saturday at 1.30 p.m. They will play the winner of South Alabama and Arkansas State. Men's basketball, real quick. Uh, you know, they had one game. They, they had two games this past weekend uh, in Little Rock. And Friday night was a victory, but Saturday night was not, um, you know, just to put it bluntly. And so yeah. Friday night, the Cajuns were successful, winning 66-61 to 61 over the Trojans. And then the very next day on Saturday, 69-59 to 59 was the final score of that one. Bob Marlin and his staff finished the season regular season 16-8, and 10-7 and in the conference. Uh, you know, one thing that I, I, will, I will commend the men's basketball program on, this might be one of the best home records that I've seen in a long time. They were 10-3 and three in the Cajun Dome this season. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, now it's uh, now look, they've earned their first round bye, and um, now it's time to go go win the conference. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty much NCAA or bust because uh, you know Texas State winning, you know, unlike women's basketball, with Texas State winning their regular season championship or conference championship, the Cajuns are uh, out by elimination for the NIT. But um, they have a shot to prove themselves, and you know, this is one of Coach Marlin's deepest teams. Uh, they've won one of his most talented teams. Uh, in my book, there's no reason why they should at least get not get to the conference final. I expect this team to get to the conference final and, and compete for a championship. But we'll see because now you start to see the best of the best. And, of course, uh, their first matchup being on Saturday in the quarterfinals against the winner of South Al and ULM. Um, it's going to be challenging, man. This is, where it, this is where it gets hard, where it gets tough. Yeah, like Jerry said, 5 p.m. on Saturday – from Hartsell Arena on the college on the campus of Pensacola State, they will play the winner of South Alabama and ULM. That game will be on ESPN Plus here on the radio. The voice of the Cajuns, Jay Walker. If I'm not mistaken, Jay Walker will be with the basketball team. Um, yeah, yeah. KPL 96.5. Uh, so I'm assuming with baseball being home this weekend, Cody Juno will take the radio responsibilities for the baseball broadcasts this weekend. But, you know, congrats on the successful season to Bob Marlin and his staff, and good luck in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. We'll take a break right here on Rage and Review, and when we come back, we will dive into the Diamond Sports. What a week it was for both Matt Deggs' baseball program as well as Jerry Glasgow's softball program. Stay here on Rage and Review.
Chris Russo of Russo Exploration encourages you to donate to the Ranging Cajun Athletic Foundation. The RCAF, the official fundraising arm of Louisiana Athletics, supports over 400 student-athletes across 16 NCAA sports. You can invest in the RCAF today for as little as $5 a month. Just go to myrcaf.org to get started or call 337-851-RCAF. As always, donations to the RCAF are tax-deductible. Your investment today will enrich the lives of of every athlete that puts on the vermilion and white. Go Cajuns! Schilling Distributing Company, Acadiana's top alcohol distributor for over 70 years, has been a proud supporter of Louisiana athletics for many of those years. Now, they've kindly decided to become the exclusive distributing sponsor of the Rage and Review podcast. This is just another chapter in Schilling Distributing's rich history of giving back to the Lafayette community. Starting as an Anheuser-Busch exclusive distributor, they're now expanded to include local brews for your sipping pleasure. Schilling services over 1,500 local businesses throughout the Acadiana area, employing 160 Ragin' Cajun residents, and they boast over 1,400 years of combined experience. Corporately headquartered right here in Lafayette at 2901 Moss Street, Schilling Distributing encourages Cajun Nation to enjoy their beverages responsibly and reminds you to download the Liquid Finder app today. Acadiana business owners, are you looking for custom solutions from local professionals that understand your business needs? Maybe you're looking to streamline your processes, become more efficient, and achieve elevated peace of mind? Utilizing and combined 30 years of experience in the financial and technology fields, the Vaulted Security Team is ready to assist you with reaching your goals. From credit card processing, internet and phone services, website hosting and design, to hosted cloud, even digital marketing and recovery software, Vaulted Security can do it all. Here's a message from Solutions Specialist, Anna Bourgeois. Hi, I'm Anna Bourgeois, your Solutions Specialist, and it's my goal to understand how we can make your business run more efficiently while increasing profits. I'm very passionate about doing business genuinely. In the merchant services industry and other business areas, it's hard to find a partner that you can trust without question. I'm here to change that perception. Give me a chance to show you what true partnership is all about. Contact Anna today at 337-210-4272 or email Anna at Vaulted Security. Award Master, located at 3219 Johnston Street, is the only award shop licensed by Louisiana Athletics. In business in Lafayette for over 45 years, Award Master creates one-of-a-kind trophies, medals, and awards using a wide variety of materials, including resin, glass, wood, acrylic, and more. Owners Adam and Sarah Lopez are proud UL alumni, as well as Cajun Cooking Club members. Adam and Sarah can also help with your business promotional items. Rage and Review trust Award Masters for all of their needs, and you will too. Award Masters is so much more than just an award shop. Give Award Masters a call today, 337-984-1414, or go to awardmaster.com. Award Master, the recognition and personalization experts. ESC Supply and Hardware, locally owned since 1987, is the official hardware store of the Rage and Review podcast. ESC is Louisiana's oldest dealer of Traeger Grills and one of two platinum dealers in the state. ESC is your barbecue headquarters, carrying PK and Weber Grills, Blackstone Products, 
products and the largest selection of barbecue seasonings in South Louisiana. Do you need propane? On sale every Saturday. What about pellets for your electric smokers? That's on sale every Saturday, too. Come see Willie and the gang out at PSC Supply and Hardware, 1014 Albertson Parkway in Broussard, or call 337-837-2811. Check out their website, pscsupply.com. Welcome back to our agent interview. Matt Miguez, Jerry Bear. We've talked basketball. We've talked the football schedule. Now it's time to get to the diamond sports. And we'll start with baseball. Uh, you know, five games this week for Matt Deggs and his program. Cajuns winning four of them. Uh, you know, we started Tuesday night with Louisiana Tech. And, you know, 2 nothing shutout there of the Bulldogs. Spencer Arigetti pitching an absolute web gem. Uh, you know, nine, nine Ks, I think it was, and six and two thirds innings pitched for his for his Louisiana debut. Uh, incredibly impressive. And then Wednesday night at the Teague, you had your typical LSU UL battle. Um, you know, the Cajuns started out kind of flat, had some fielding errors that LSU managed to capitalize on. And, you know, at one point in the eighth. It was a 6-1 ball game, bases loaded, no outs. Cajuns got one run, uh, bases stayed loaded, no outs. And after that one run, the Cajuns really couldn't do anything with it. And then in the ninth, LSU exploded for five more runs, and they ended up walking away with an 11-2 blowout victory over the Cajuns. You know, Jerry, baseball is one of those sports where sometimes it just isn't your night, and Wednesday night definitely wasn't the Cajuns' night. No, and, and look, just credit to, to LSU. I mean, they came in, um, you know, they're, they're probably one of the most fundamental sound teams I think that Paul Maneri's put together in a long time. Um, you know, they've got the full package this year. I know there's a lot of expectations with their pitching. Uh, their bats were on fire. I mean, they made great contact the other night. And, um, you know, when, when you create errors and you make errors like dropping easy fly balls and, you know, bouncing ground balls and, you know, not being able to field, make basic relay on, you know, certain relay plays on fielding, you know, um, overthrowing, overthrowing, uh, you know, for your first baseman and things like that. It just, you let a team like LSU capitalize on those mistakes, you'll never come back from it. I mean, you literally spotted the team three runs early on with those basic, simple errors and, you know, mistakes that shouldn't have been made. And, you know, it doesn't matter, matter if you're LSU, if you're UNO, or whoever, uh, you make mistakes like that and those teams capitalize by scoring three or four runs off of your errors, it's hard to come back from that. And I think that's what happened the other night. Um, you know, as the saying goes, that's baseball. Uh, I'd rather, you know, I don't ever want to make those. I don't like watching our teams make those mistakes. But if they were to make those mistakes, it's better to make those mistakes on a February Wednesday night than sometime in May when you're trying to get hot for a possible postseason run. So, you know, get all this mistake, get these mistakes out the way now, uh, regardless of if it's LSU or anybody, and then, you know, come towards the end of the season, you'll 
to get all those kinks out the way and and then and be fresh going into uh, going into the tournament and into a possible regional. But we have a long way to go there. Um, but I know we're about to talk about the Rice series, the way they responded. I know Coach Diggs said that they had a really tough practice on Thursday after that Wednesday night blunder, and uh, they didn't disappoint the, the fans um, this weekend against a uh, very competitive Rice team. So um, they definitely made up for Wednesday night. Yeah, absolutely. Friday, Saturday, Sunday was a three-game series with Rice, and I'll read you the scores in order: seven to three, five to three, six three, all in favor of the Cajuns. Uh, they outscored Rice eighteen to nine in this weekend series to improve to six and two on the year. Uh, very impressive start to the season for Matt Deggs and his baseball team, and you know a much better start than last year. Um, you know what were we two and nine at one point? Two and eight. Two and eight. Yeah, I mean not much better. But tomorrow night will be will be another fun one. Louisiana Tech gets to come back to the Teague uh, due to JC Love Field not being ready for baseball. Um, this game was supposed to be in Ruston. The new Love Shack was supposed to be ready. It's not. So now they are going to come back to Lafayette to play at the Teague again, 6 p.m. first pitch, and you can catch that one with Jay Walker and Brad Topham on ESPN 1420. Um, as it stands now, I do not believe that game will be broadcasted on ESPN+. Plus. Um, so radio only for, for tomorrow night's game. Uh, Wednesday they will go to Lake Charles to play McNeese at the new Joe, the Joe Miller Ballpark. Uh, McNeese did a phenomenal job getting Joe Miller not only ready in time, but Joe Miller being an incredible stadium in time for this baseball season. Yeah, you know, just, I mean, it just seems like just yesterday you had Hurricane Laura and Hurricane Delta pass through Lake Charles, and of course, you know, not just the entire city, but the entire region of southwest Louisiana was definitely affected by those two hurricanes back-to-back, especially down in, on the uh, McNeese State University campus. Uh, their facilities were really affected by it, uh, including their new basketball arena, the football stadium, the baseball field, the track and field. And uh, to have the Joe ready in time, um, is it's amazing that the work they put in down there in Lake Charles uh, trying to rebuild. Um, you know, even the other day, you know, watching McNeese play their home football game, um, obviously it didn't look as good for them on the scoreboard, but, you know, for them to be able to have a football game in Cowboy Stadium uh, was a win in itself. And uh, look, I know McNeese is an old rival, rival of ours, but, you know, we're, we're all Louisianians at the end of the day. And I just, I got to tip my hat off to uh, McNeese and the way that they were able to sort of get things back to normal a lot quicker than most other schools might have been able to do that. And, uh, you know, the tireless hours and work that they put in to get things going there has really been uh, inspiring. So well done to uh, McNeese, their, their officials down there, and, and job well done. And it should be a fun game of baseball on Wednesday um, when the Cajuns go down there for, as always, a very challenging midweek game against the Cowboy uh, baseball team. And then next weekend, the Cajuns will host a three-game series at MLT Moorefield at Russo Park against Houston Baptist Friday, Saturday, Sunday, First pitch times are six, two, and one in the afternoon. You know, yeah. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. No, go well, ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with the way that this baseball team has started. You know, through eight games, 
Uh, the team batting average, they're batting 257, which is actually the best start through eight games since 2016, which was the last time the Cajuns had a regional berth as well as uh, host, uh, hosted their own regional. Um, I think guys like Carson Rockefort, um, you know, uh, Connor Kimball, um, I mean, just to, just to name a few, um, have done a fantastic job playing sort of that deg style ball, you know, just making contact, you know, hitting it where it's pitched, not trying to force anything. Uh, you also have guys like Brennan Bro stepping up with his senior leadership, Drake Osborne doing his thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of faces that have really become, you know, pretty fast fan favorites, um, you know, in this lineup. And I know uh, Coach Matt Deggs is doing everything he can to work with the lineup. He's rotating guys in and out right now, seeing what he's got. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys stepping up to the challenge. And, um, you know, I had the chance to go to all, go to the games this weekend and um, they're, they're a competitive team, man. They're a lot of fun to watch. They're very scrappy. And uh, even on the pitching side, um, you know, you solidify that Friday night with, with freshman Hayden Dirk kids throwing 95, 96, every pitch. And you have guys. Um, and I got to give, I got to give props on a Saturday on Saturday. Uh, we got, we got kind of a surprise when we found out that Connor Angel wasn't starting. And um, you got freshman David Christie out of STM. I mean, to come in in the spotlight on a Saturday against the, a team like Rice and pitch the way that he did, um, just, you know, they, they, got some, they got some swagger on this team, man. Um, very pleased by the way he did. He gave up three runs, but he was still pretty competitive for the most part. Um, and, of course, guys like Jason Nelson who have stepped up um, on the mound and they've played, he's played his role and, and, and others as well. Um, you know, of course, we got our typical guys like uh, Austin Perrin, um, you know, Jacob Schultz. But um, just very pleased by what I saw this weekend overall. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this team not only um, com- continue to compete, but get better, get better. They, they got a, they, they, they're off to a good start, but they got a little ways to go, too. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, riding this journey along with the rest of Cajun Nation with this baseball team. Yeah, absolutely. Like we said, six and two. Their next game is tomorrow night against Louisiana Tech from Russo Park, 6 p.m. first pitch on ESPN 1420. Let's go to the softball now, Jerry. Uh, you know, this season started off really rocky for this program. First five games of the year canceled. And if I'm no, – yeah, none of them due to COVID-19, which is yeah. which is which was Weather. odd. They were, they were all due to winter weather, four of them yep. being here in Lafayette. But, you know, that's correct. What, crazy, crazy times. Anyways, you know, they had a good showing in Birmingham against Jacksonville State, twice against UAB and Southeastern, Eastern Illinois, uh, you know, last Tuesday. And then we'll pick up where we left off from our last episode, and that was last Wednesday when they played McNeese at – Yvette Gerard Field at Lanson Park. They were playing the same time that LSU was playing UL in baseball. Um, and, man, this game... Steve Peliquin, the the voice of Rage Cajun Softball, put it perfectly. This was the costliest game in the history of Rage Cajun Softball. He said in his 20 years of broadcasting, he could not remember a game that more bad things happened in a win. Cause you know, 
you you had a battle early on. It was three to three. The Cajuns are up for four straight runs, and then you give it all back. And then obviously Alyssa Dalton comes through in extra innings to win it for you. But if you didn't watch this game and you followed along like I did because I was locked into the baseball game, you find out that Taylor Roman is out for the year with a knee injury and Raina O'Neill is out till at least the conference tournament with an ankle injury. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, two, I mean two starters, Raina O'Neill preseason All-American, uh, Taylor Roman was one of the best freshmen in the country last year in the shortened season, and now you don't have either one of them. Yeah, and that, that hurts, man, especially going into this weekend. Um, you know, we needed those bats to complement, you know, um, complement our defense, especially against LSU and Oklahoma State. Um, there are a few times where the opportunity comes where you you look back and you're like, we could have used one of those one of them to, to step up. And uh, now that unfortunately they're no longer there, uh, you got a lot of younger talent, a lot more talent in the background that need to step up. And the question is, who's going to face? Who's going to step up to the challenge? And I have very full confidence that you know these these young ladies will do that. Um, you know they don't they never they don't really they don't buckle down. Uh, they don't really whimper. So. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a bummer because of the expectations with these two these two ladies. But um, and that really all you can do is move forward, man. You just got to keep grinding because it won't get much easier. Yeah, and you know the next night they hosted LSU at, at Russo Park as a part of the Louisiana LSU crossover Invitational, and you know the Cajuns obviously fell in that game four to nothing, and. One thing I heard after the game from Jerry Glasgow is that they just came out flat. Which you learned Thursday afternoon, Friday morning, the circumstances around Roman and O'Neal, and it makes sense. I mean, you you have two key players that are gonna be staples in your lineup all year long, and now you have to figure out how to replace them. I mean, Carly Heath, uh a transfer from South Carolina, she was planning on redshirting. Yeah. Now you're in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, and I, and then there was another girl, I and I, I don't remember which player, I don't remember the name, but I heard that she was she was coming back from injury, hadn't practiced all season. Boom, you're in the lineup. That throws off your entire lineup, especially when you're going up against a team like LSU that, you know, they're good. They're a good team. And, um, you know, it, it hurts whenever you – I mean, that, that basically blows any type of momentum out the water that you would have because now you're just – you're replacing two not only starters but key starters. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just – I think right now it's – you know, look, they're going to move forward. I'm not – worried about that but you know when you play big teams like Oklahoma State and, and, and LSU you know someone like Rayno O'Neal in the lineup that's that's it that makes a big difference and um and we unfortunately in those losses we felt that you felt that difference on whether it was a key opportunity in the game or a key moment that it, it showed it, it stuck its ugly head out a little bit so um I don't know man this this one hurts <laughs> to have two not just one injury but two yeah, no, for sure. Um, but, you know, the Cajuns seem to respond well on a Friday. Um, 
against they had a two game doubleheader against Buffalo. And I, you know, I was going into the game. You know, one thing I heard Steve Pelican say again, Buffalo to, to put it nicely, they just they just aren't a very good team. Um, no, know, they barely. I don't think they've won a game. They won a game. Uh I'm not 100 percent certain on that. Let's see. I mean, I you know, their schedule and tell you right now. I mean, the scores tell you otherwise. You know, um, the scores haven't really. I no. mean, the way they are 0 and 8. Yeah. There you go. The way they were, the way the Cajuns responded. I mean, it was. I guess it's good to get some confidence up, but unfortunately, Buffalo is not a very good team. Um, but I think they needed that. They needed that boost, which set them up for a solid win against Oklahoma State. Following that, yeah, you know, uh, they outscored Buffalo in those two games combined, twenty-three to nothing. Um, and then, like you said, Saturday morning they were in Baton Rouge again, part of the crossover thing. They played number eight Oklahoma State and put on a clinic. I mean, seven to one was the final score. Uh, the bats came alive early, came alive often, and they just found a way to get it done. Um, big win, big confidence boost for them going into the afternoon game against LSU. And, you know, Jerry, it was a 3-2 loss against the Tigers. But this team, although it was a loss – there, there was a spark there. There was a confidence. There was a. There, there was something special about that game, and they just, they, they came up one run short. I mean, an error cost them the game. Yeah, a, 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 a basic fielding error to first base cost them the game. Um, well, and after I, that, you know, and, and also an, another thing that I would say cost them the game was that fourth inning. You know, you had a runner on second and third and one out, and you only got one run out of it. Yeah. You got it. When you play teams like that, you got to do deliver a lot in more. those moments. Yeah. You got to open up the game. You got to open it up. And, um, you know, look, give credit to LSU. They, they're a good team as well. Um, but, like I said, I think that sometimes those type of injuries rear its ugly head. And, and in spite of that, this team still had a shot to win. And it took a fielding error to lose that game. And, um, I guess that's what makes the law. I mean, of course, it's, you lose to LSU, it's never fun. But I guess that small tidbit makes it makes it hurt even more, you know? Yeah, no no question about it. And then Sunday, you know, you, you play Oklahoma State again, this time at Vedrard Field at Lampson Park. And this was entertaining, to say the least. A nine-inning game. Uh, it ends up going the Cowboys way five to three. But, again, you know, the number eight team in the country – you had just beaten them the day before. You hung until the very end. They didn't get those two runs to take the lead until the top of the ninth. So, obviously, you expect to win those games, and you're disappointed that you didn't. But outside of that norm, that normal feeling, not much to be mad at. No, I think they'll be okay. Uh, it's a learning experience, and I think that uh, you know the more experience that these this, these uh, these younger players get um, the better they'll be as the season goes on. Um, it's not going to get any easier. You go to McNeese on Wednesday, you host a really good Baylor team this week, then you go on a three game series to Memphis. Um, so this is a great opportunity for these girls to really, really buckle down and, 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 and try to find their identity. And once they do that, I think they'll be fine. They'll and, be okay. And, and you know, not to mention 
you have a doubleheader against Texas coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, of course. You have Baylor coming to to uh, Lampson Park. Um, can't forget about Alabama in April. You know, this is a very intimidating schedule. You got a game with Houston. Uh, like I said, very intimidating schedule, but this is a team that can get it done. Hey, man, next woman up. Right. Yeah. Next woman up. And and they and, and look, the, the way Coach Glasgow has recruited, um, some of which are P five transfers, um I don't I don't have any doubts that they'll figure it out. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't doubt it either. Hey, look, you lost all of your games were lost to top fifteen competition. Um so and they were close. I mean, outside of the Thursday game, they were all like, you know, one or two hits or one or two key plays away from for being wins. So not too worried, not too worried. It happens. And um, just got to keep grinding. And I know coach Glasgow will have them, have them raring to go uh, starting Wednesday night. Yeah. No question about it. Jerry, before we go, um, I want to, I want to highlight a, uh, a local business that I'll, I want people to go check out. Uh, it's called Acadiana made. Uh, it's a company out of, out of rain. And this guy makes custom hats for local businesses as well as he has his own hats and the hats are really cool. Um, they have the, the front of them, it's the Louisiana boot. And then inside the boot is the Acadian, the Acadian flag. Beautiful. And you can get them, in all, nice. you can get them in all different colors, all different designs. Um, it looks like he also makes polo shirts and beanies as well. Uh, really nice guy. I've gotten to know him a little bit over the last couple of weeks. So check them out on Facebook at Acadiana Made um, and, you know, support local businesses because that's where your money's going, essentially. Very nice. And also, too, I want to let people know, um, if you are looking to go to the Louisiana Tech baseball game tomorrow yes. at uh, Seymour Field at Russo Park, just to let you know, today, uh, Cajun Dome, and I don't know uh, when this pot will be up, but today was the day for priority uh priority people in the RCAF who did not get season tickets or were not eligible for season tickets, today was your day to get those uh, single-game tickets. I believe the information was on RagingCages.com. But tomorrow, uh, I think starting at 10 o'clock when the Cajun Dome opens, uh, tickets or uh, uh, remaining tickets will be available to the general public for uh, tomorrow's matchup against Louisiana Tech. So if you were not able to get tickets today, um, and you want to go to the game, uh, you can pick them up tomorrow at the Cajun Dome in person for uh, a chance to go see this game um, against Louisiana Tech at MLT Moorfield Russo Park. And also, too, uh, some news. Uh, the Cajuns, Cajuns baseball, there's a poll out. Um, one of the polls in uh, on, we saw it on Twitter. I believe it's uh, College Baseball Nation as the Cajuns ranked at number 24. So um, they, you know, it looks like Matt Deggs and his uh, Cajun staff are, uh, and his team are getting some respect again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Definitely a, f- a fun time to follow up with baseball and softball. Like Jerry said, tomorrow at the Cajun Dome, go get your tickets to this game tomorrow night. Uh, let's get as many people in the tee as possible so that we can beat that nasty Louisiana Tech again. Going for the sweep. Oh, and one more thing before we go. Today, it is the four-year anniversary 
that Dr. Brian Maggard has been our athletic director. Jeez. Four, Four years. years. We want to congratulate Dr. Brian Maggard, his staff, and, and, and just from the bottom of our hearts from Cajun Nation, um, we want to thank Dr. Maggard for everything he's done. Um, he and Ms. Carey have been great ambassadors to our university. Um, he and his family have really taken Lafayette and have adopted it as their home. Um, and uh, you see him at all the games. He's very animated. He's very passionate about this university and this athletic program. And he's made some great coaching hires. And he has made so many great decisions as well, along with his staff that have really elevated our athletic programs to levels that we've never seen before. So, um, you know, it's been a fun four years so far. And here's to many more to Dr. Maggard, his staff. And uh, thank you, sir, for everything that you do for Rachel Cajun Athletics. Also, one quick thing before we go, I forgot to mention Barstool Sports. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows who Barstool Sports is. Um, and their their famous saying, Saturdays are for the boys. Well, Barstool has released a personalized Saturdays shirt. So if you don't follow them already on Twitter, follow Cajun's Barstool on Twitter. Uh, they posted a link earlier today to go on the Barstool store. And they walk you through how to make a Saturdays shirt that says Saturdays are for the Cajuns. Oh, nice. So okay. Definitely go check that out. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're $30. Go get you one uh, and rock them at the Teague, at Lampson Park, Cajun Field, whatever it may be on a Saturday. Uh, rock those to games and uh, let, let's put this deserving athletic program on the map. All about it. All about it. All right, Cajun Nation, you guys know the drill. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RagingReview, RagingReviewPod.com on the interwebs. And uh, Jerry, appreciate you joining me as always, man. Like we said, tomorrow night, first pitch for baseball, 6 o'clock. Wednesday for baseball and softball in Lake Charles. And then a bunch of sports this weekend between softball and baseball, and men's and women's basketball in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. We'll be along for the ride with you. Stay tuned, and as always, go Cajuns.